Hey, Molly here to confirm that, yes, the rumors are true. We're on Patreon. With your monthly membership, you'll get access to a bonus episode, as well as access to Patreon-only polls and posts about the info that we didn't have time for in the regular episodes. Hope to see you there. Bye-bye. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. What do yeah. We, I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and the only way to get into my pants is <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Katie. I'm a genius. (laughs) Hi, I'm Molly. And yeah, I'm a gamer. I've played solitaire on a computer before. (laughs) Welcome, Ben. Hi, I'm Ben. (laughs) And we have Ben in the studio with us today. I'm so excited. I I was I, I came to the show under the impression that I was the first straight male. (laughs) I'm sorry, first straight cis male to come to the show, and I was ready to like kind of like knock everyone's socks off with articulation and, oh, wow. and sort of be man. sort of be like your uh, Virgil almost as we dive into the depths <laughs> of the hell that is gaming culture. Um, he kicked open the door and said, I'm the up. first man you've ever seen, baby. Which uh, he found out was a lie I told him. Yeah, it was yeah. a lie. <laughs> yeah, Katie says that to every man who comes I'm like, you'll feel show. so special. You're the first this <laughs> yeah. guy. So I know Ben, um, he does a radio show called Without Warning. Sunday nights at 8 to 9 p.m. on KPIS FM. You got it, yeah. Um, that's his whole thing. That's how we met. Yeah, uh, we do the show right before um, Personal Matters on KPIS.FM. Personal um, Matters is Katie's show. Personal Matters is show. Katie and Kelsey Lawrence's show. Um, and Katie and Kelsey have done the show in the past, and we've had a ton of fun. We usually pretend to have a topic, and then <laughs> we just talk about... Um, we're just in shock. We're just in shock about uh, their sexual experience. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, Kelsey and I shocking a room of boys. Yeah, but then I said, you know who you need to meet, Molly, because she'll keep us on track. <laughs> I'll really be a cold shower for both of you. Um, yeah, I've listened to those episodes and. It stresses me out, honestly, like how titillating they are. I just, I want to Katie and Kelsey and just knock their heads together and like, <laughs> stop giving these boys what they want. <laughs> um, but yeah, very excited to have you. Where can they listen to your shows, guys? For those of you who don't know, as soon as you move to Bushwick, you are given an indie radio show. 100 yes. That's an important part of life there. <laughs> Kpiss.fm. You can either choose the path of left podcasting, you can choose the path of um, ironic comedy podcasting, or... Somehow I've yeah. done it all. And somehow yeah. you've done it all. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Ben is here to help us understand Katie and I, this season, we're covering fandom, and video games are the fandom that I think that Katie and I have the oh, most trouble yeah. wrapping our minds around. So we knew we needed a guest expert. So that's why Ben is here. Um, but before we get started, you all probably heard at the top of the show, um, Katie and I are on Patreon now. Yeah. And when you sign up, you get an extra bonus episode every month, along with a couple other tidbits. Yeah. So check us out there, patreon.com forward slash yeah, no, yeah. Thank you to the 10 people who have already joined. Thank you so much. Welcome. 
I'm I'm curious. Am I going to be a Patreon episode or a? No, oh, no, you're a real. You're the, one. You're the free episode. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't make our listeners pay to listen to a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Fine. <laughs> okay. So one thing that really strikes me, Ben, when I dive into the world of video games, is that the media depictions and article think pieces about video games tend to be so negative. Like they're just like, uh, oh my, like every. Uh, like they all have that I watched a Vice documentary about gaming specifically in South Korea mm-hmm. and they all have this tone of like oh my god look at the these nerds are such losers can you believe these loser nerds and uh, <laughs> so I wanted to talk about uh, start out on kind of a positive note like what are some of the things that you really love about video games your favorite video games and like what you feel like you've taken away yeah so I think that um I think you're absolutely right in the way that media portrays gamers. And I think that it's such like a people who play video games is such a wide audience, right? right? I think that like when you have something like Wii Fit where like the entire family can bowl virtually, that's exciting for like suburban moms. It's exciting who, for almost no one. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like I'm saying, like it's not, it's just so much broader than like right. the black pilled basement kid. I mean, I think that most of what I want to talk about on Yano Yeah is the black pilled basement kid. <laughs> since that's what your audience Don't we is. All? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the titillation that you guys get from listening to Yeah, No, Yeah. It's the de-horniness after you come down yeah. from personal matters. You can <laughs> really strike yeah. an nihilism. We'll tuck you in over here. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I mean, like I grew up playing like all of the Nintendo games, right? Like I loved like Pokemon and like Mario and Super Smash Brothers. And I think that um, like any, you know, creative art form it like serves as a way to like introduce children to storytelling and like fantasy elements right. and like yeah. broaden your imagination and i think like even with like those nintendo games they were born from like um miyamoto kind of crawling around the forests around who is miyamoto he was a creative director of nintendo he was like oh. the, head, the head of nintendo keep in mind as you're talking katie and i have have you ever played a video game i have okay i've played donkey kong maybe we were nintendo my kids life. my sister and i actually okay. loved nintendo okay so i've never mario party mario really... kart mario kart why is it called kart are you racing because you're racing yeah you're in a kart. you're racing Oh, you're racing carts. You're in racing carts. It's basically like driving. Like a go-kart. Yeah, like a go-kart. Okay, now I get it. It's a driving game. I've always wondered. It's um, very fun. I always was uh, Princess Peach. Obviously. Ooh. I knew you were a Princess Peach. I made my um, sister I know be who toad. Princess Peach is. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I have like a very passing familiarity with what Katie's talking about. Uh, As an adult, I've heard as a teen and then an adult, I remember being in circumstances where I'd be with a group of men and they'd be like, Mm -hmm. do you want to play video games? And I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, do you want to watch us play video games? And I was like, no to that also. Grow up, slap. (laughs) But then it would also just end up being like what was happening. So I've seen video games happen. But it's one of those things where I feel like if you're not little when you first hold a video game, yeah, you're not going to get into As it an later. Adult, no. You can't, your thumbs can't understand what to no. do. Totally. These thumbs? And I've been also just like, not the boy with like the girlfriend who brings over to like have like a giant video game watching party, but like I will be in a group of boys and like, 
when I was like in eighth or ninth grade and like one of us was lucky to have a girlfriend for the first time and like she would come over and like we would all be like, are we acting cool in front of the one, the one, the one girl that we've been lucky enough to like hang out with? I was that one girl and I was always yeah. like, it's not so cool here. Yeah. Not just with Ben, but with everyone. But that really was a big part of like growing. I mean, I'm a little older than you, but still I remember going to parties where it was just boys playing Video Mario Party, tons of everything happened and like that I, was the thing it's like it's and of course of course there are women who play video games and like like obviously i don't want to get dinged on that no, but i mean we're i think we're more talking i think we're more talking about like the visibly bored girls that hang <laughs> like katie but like also like the visibly bored girls who get like nagged into like playing mm, and just be like yeah. come on babe like it'll be fun she'll be like ah fine like <laughs> what, what do i press <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, God, it I takes press? so long just to, like, pick their outfits. Like, you know, <laughs> it's exhausting. It's exhausting. From the word go. <laughs> but, yeah, so, okay, so obviously um, you, uh, w- you've you had, like, a long history of, like, this being, like, kind of a big part of your social life. Is that fair Yeah, I mean, like, I think that, well, first of all, there is just, like, you go over to someone's house and like in I grew up in New York and like the winter months when there's nothing to do you just like play like FIFA at my friend Nick's house mm-hmm. or like the I think the Madeline dipped in tea moment for me of like what I remember like the moment I changed course from like being what could have been like a real basement gamer versus like <laughs> a, a more social adult a living um, room gamer a, a living room gamer exactly <laughs> um when I was in eighth like seventh or eighth grade there was a GameStop on 85th and Broadway. I think it's still there. And as I was walking there, uh, this kid, Kyle, who was the hot, popular kid at my middle school, stopped me and asked what I was getting up to. And he, I was going to buy this game called Metroid Prime Hunters, which is like an alien shooting game for, for <laughs> okay. about as uninitiated as you get. And he asked me what I was doing in GameStop. And I freaked out. And I said, I'm buying the new Madden game. <laughs> Like I'm a boy. Yeah, I'm buying like I'm Mad- buying the, the football It's game. a football game. Football. Yeah, he's like, so I'm like, I'm buying the uh, football game, and he's like, oh, cool, I'll come with you. So instead of like, so instead hot of just like Kyle? letting hot Kyle, yeah, wow. But I was really bummed because now I had to pay sixty dollars for this Madden <laughs> game that because otherwise I would have gotten my my bluff called right. So we God like, damn it, hot Kyle. So, no, hot Kyle changed your life. Hot Kyle no, changed my yeah. life at the point that I'm saying. I mean, like at one. In one area, it is true that, like, yeah, I was a coward and I, like, completely submitted to toxic masculinity and social right. climbing and, yeah. like, wanted to do whatever but I could. But it was for the best. But it was for the... Exactly. It was for the best. Because <laughs> I think if I was just, like... Uh, Two paths diverged in a snowy woods. <laughs> and I took the one... With hot Kyle. With hot Kyle. Oh, hot Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm thankful for that for you. Yeah. Who knows what you could have been? I mean, now as a 25 year old I, or a 26 year old, I am a complete shut in gamer <laughs> and uh, regularly smoke pot. So it's well, a little bit different. Don't tell yeah. Hot Kyle that. Yeah. Um, but it's so, okay, so you're 25. So in a way, that's like the perfect age for yeah. what we're talking about. Because so you've experienced this kind of 
this is kind of the boy zone that was video games, but as we will discuss, um, now there are uh, there are a lot more women playing video games nowadays. Sure. And um, it's sort of gotten, and now in the past five years especially, it's ballooned into this giant uh, industry. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the huge amount of money being made in esports. Oh, completely. I mean, like esports. 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 So esports is like the World Cup. Is that a fair? Yeah, comparison? I mean, there's there's like so many games and so many different competitions that it's I, it's like it is a large industry. I mean, like it's as it will be as big as what we consider just like sports sports, right? Really? So right, yeah. it's funny that you. Bring oh, this up, is like Madden games. Yeah. No, no. Oh, like no. every every game, no. like shooting oh, games, like game. Call of Duty competitions, oh, or overnight God. Fortnite. They have like million dollar competitions. Yeah. Is Fortnite shooting? Fortnite. Is shooting, okay. yeah. So yeah. Molly, it's interesting that you bring up the like the Vice documentary on South Korean gamers because right. in South Korea, actually, because esports is such a huge export, they are like celebrities. Yeah. So every like every Vice documentarian who's like making kind of snide comments about nerdy South Koreans, well, those nerdy South Koreans are probably making way more than any like <laughs> oh, creative 100%. creative designer at Vice, like any underpaid Vice staffer who like thinks they're yeah have a title. Take that vice. Take that vice. But also, we love Kelsey. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The reporters are good. The industry sucks. But anyway, they <laughs> they make so much money, and I think that like in the vein of the crew, tr- the true crime, ang- you know, angle that your listeners love so much. One of the biggest <laughs> controversies in South Korean gaming is this kid Life, who when he was 18 years old. Um, through games, like through tournaments for betting purposes. Oh, yeah. And is now in jail, in South Korean jail. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just because gambling is illegal in South Korea or? Well, it's just, it's it's like any sports fixing, you know? Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fixing. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like fixing games. So there's like a lot of problem now with like ch- cheating in what okay so this is a question i had about you i was reading about in specific uh overwatch yeah so overwatch problems. league yeah so they have a lot of problems with this i read in the thing that you sent me that there are players who've been suspended for games for account and uh for sorry selling an account and obstructing league office investigations what is that Okay, so first of all, for the uninitiated, Overwatch League is like the the NFL of esports right now, or like okay. what it's trying it's trying to be like the NFL, where there's like localized teams. Like we have the New York Excelsior here, like the Houston Outlaws, and Overwatch is a six person shooter game. So you know they have like these kind of class based team systems, but outside of that, these players all have their own streaming empires and okay. their own fandoms on their own. So an account boosting is, is let's say Katie wants to build clout on the Overwatch circuit and get her skill rating up. Sure. And of she bought, <laughs> yeah, which is important to Katie. Of Everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to be a socialite in every industry. Every industry I walk into, I say, where's the clout? <laughs> so, so account boosting is if you paid like one of these streamers or one of these really mm. talented um, Overwatch players to log into your account and get you really good. So they like, play under you. Yeah, they play under and your name. Make so, it really successful. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Is that what? Wait, is that boosting? That's boosting. That's boosting. yeah. That's boosting. 
And just like selling your account is like if I just like let Katie use my password or email address for mm-hmm. gaming. It's like that simple. It's fraud. It's fraud. It's, it's fraudulent. Simple. Though. It ruins the spirit yeah. of the game. It yeah. seems like it does. Right. And because like talented gamers now are signing lucrative contracts with uh with these teams, with these esport teams. Um huh. one of the one so um I saw a business insider article that talked about how esports is on track to become a billion dollar industry. I think it already is actually. Um venture capitalists and other investors uh poured four point five billion dollars into esports in twenty eighteen. So, it's you didn't huge. even know about this. No, I don't so, know. This didn't ring um, a bell. One of those uh, teams uh, of in in esports um, now they're forming little, little. What is it? Okay, so what is Phase Clan? Oh my God, I'm so excited. This is this is the Fa- meat. It's like F A Z. F A Z. So it's named after <laughs> Phase Banks, who I know from YouTube drama. Yeah, well that makes sense. He for dated you. Alyssa Violet, who used to date <gasps> Jake Paul and Bill I know Popla. who Phase is. So you know who Phase is. Oh, he's that. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> so now we know who he is. So okay. So somehow <laughs> worse than Jake Paul. Yeah. Fa- Sorry. Phase fa- 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 Banks is both my favorite and least for li- least favorite celebrity on the internet okay. right now okay. because he. I mean, he is. If I walked to GameStop when I was in eighth grade right. and Hot Kyle was like, "What are you buying?" and I was peer pressured into saying Metroid Prime Hunters. Uh, like he is like the shooter. hot. He is like the hot guy who is like. Made well, not like hot, but like I think I would for never like, describe him as hot. Oh no, he's no, hideous. but like he the, means cool. Yeah, like the just confident like the way he talks. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, I can see his mouth it. right now. Yeah. It's so bad. It's like, but like the the confident. I would say like very alpha male, very overconfident. Where did he get that from? Where we'll dive into that another that time. Confident. Well, I think Being he dove at something. He dove. He dove into that confidence because like. And I think a lot of Twitch streamers do this, and this is why they land in trouble, is because they talk about themselves for hours and hours and hours a day, and they receive positive feedback. So when people are constantly tuning in to see what insights have been born from the brain of FaZe Banks and what... What stunt he's yes. gonna pull next? What Walmart shopper's life is he gonna like? Oh, yeah, I know, just like sick, stupid pranks like that. But I mean, it's a feedback loop. So the more important the world thinks yes. you are, the more important you actually think you so are. Wait, so like he's giving advice, like on level five, use a moon blaster instead of a not quite asteroid slingshot, or like not, what is it? Not quite. So I think he got to start playing um, Call of Duty and just like doing ridiculous it wasn't like tutorials it was Mm -hmm. more just like him doing like trick shots so like headshots trick shots trick shots yeah like a like shooting between your legs like shooting someone from a very like far distance i mean again like as as, i wasn't wrong yeah i mean like (laughs) as close as you can get to shooting someone between your legs katie (laughs) i'm like this trick shot I was it. doing an aerobatic type of thing. <laughs> this is an audio medium, if you forgot. I always forget you guys can't see me. Um, oh, okay, so God. this is, <laughs> if you could, you'd be unhappy. Um, okay, so FaZe Banks, famous because he's good at Call of Duty originally. Originally, yeah. And Call of Duty is the one where you're in the army. It's mostly you're shooting. You're in the army. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's entirely shooting. And he, I think, has like sort of this personality where like 
the more like dead time he has to like talk to about himself and you know people who like are interested who are mostly eight year olds who are asking that's the like, thing that's the thing yeah. that's the thing with all YouTubers like Jake Paul's like, what is his average you audience ashamed 12? of the age of people who I are am. your fan like I don't know well I think this is why so many like spoiled kids like steal money from their moms yes. and oh, grandparents God. to yeah. fund their like. V-Buck addiction and like Okay, so V-Bucks what, what Ben that? just said. So V-Bucks is what you spend in Fortnite, which is a really popular video I know, game. Yeah. So among like nine to twelve year olds, would you say, Ben? It's Fortnite is like the game. Yeah, I mean, especially especially among uh that nine to twelve demographic, but every like everyone, everyone plays, plays it. I mean, at one point yeah. it was like adults most popular even. adults play it too, right. which I think we should talk about later because that is like <laughs> that is such a weird dichotomy that like adults are allowed at all to anonymously play video games with <laughs> yeah. children oh, yeah. it is so strange it's yeah. so strange and no one like address there should absolutely be an 18 yeah. plus limit on all online video especially because it's so is this also the game that taught people about flossing the dance yes this yes. is the game that and taught i say gavel gavel on that game <laughs> so, <laughs> End it. so yeah so Fortnite. what katie's referring to for any boomers who are listening i'm sure you're lost yeah but we're the sorry. Fortnite, like the characters do little dances and some of them and now kids do those dances make youtube videos or tiktoks god forbid of themselves doing those dances and one of and them they is catch fire and then there was a kid who annoying. did a dance that inspired a Fortnite game there's a whole world of, i don't know right well i mean and this is maybe a different conversation as a whole <laughs> i but just uh, had to ask there's uh um I forget I forget the rapper, but there is a dance that you can do in Fortnite called the Millie Rock, um, right. which is you know kind of just like this. Oh motion. yeah! And they used it without his permission. Yes. And it's technically internet, uh, intellectual property. There's been a whole thing about intellectual wow. property about and dance? dances. The Carlton from uh, the Fresh, <laughs> Fresh Prince. Prince. So from Fresh Prince, there was a Fortnite character who did his dance, and that was another intellectual property lawsuit. Yeah, some okay. very interesting dancing lawsuits have come <laughs> yeah. out of Fortnite. Two million is the rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, I, but I wanted to talk about, you mentioned V-Bucks. The whole V-Bucks scam thing is very funny because it's like there will be kids stealing their parents' credit cards <laughs> to buy V-Bucks. And, and that gets also, them stuff in the game. Right, okay. yeah, you're buying like... It's mostly super. It's mostly superficial, right? So you're buying like new skins for your character. Like you're buying new clothes for your outfit. character. Yeah. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's like you can have your character dress up like John Wick or something like that. It's not like you're getting a gun that's going to make you better. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe but I but think okay. that like for the most, my experience with loot boxes is just like superficial and like a waste of money. I mean, again, as an adult, I'm sure as like, <laughs> right. what, is a, what is a loot box? A loot box is uh, an in-game purchase that you can make to like get skins and stuff like that. Okay. So, oh. I mean, I'm sure as like a 26 year old, like that's a stupid waste of money. But like if you're eight years old and everyone at your school is playing Fortnite, and the cool, the hot Kyle of your school walks in and says that he has the John Wick skin. You're gonna want to spend money okay. on the John Wick skin. This right. is like, huh. and, and there are also all these scams out there now where it's these malicious links where like a ten year old will click on this thing that says free money or free V bucks, and then they uh, click on it and then they again give their parents credit, credit card cards. information and then yeah, it's a whole. 
in the game, I think Fortnite is is free, if I'm correct. And right. I think that oh. it, it, like the, the way that it makes money outside of like very lucrative sponsorship deals is through like this V-Buck system. If it wasn't this popular, the only way it would make income at all is through, not income, but what would make profit is through this V-Bucks system. So I think it like kind of goes to show how children are like right away, like no matter what art form or like mm-hmm. what hobby they do are immediately indoctrinated into capitalism and like yeah. needing oh, to spend yeah. a shit ton of money and to get yeah. ahead is like the only way. Yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, you said that there should be a, an 18 and up limit. I think there should be a... 30 plus? No. I was going <laughs> to say, I think it should be 13 and under. No one older Ooh, than Oh, actually, <laughs> you know, I actually agree with you. Thank you. And you shouldn't be able to buy shit. I I agree that there should be a 13 and under limit. But maybe no guns. Um. Well, I mean... <laughs> The argument, and I, I'm sorry that we're kind of having a scattered ring conversation about it. But, <laughs> Welcome to, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but the ar- the argument around like, well, violent video games can't be the only reason, you know, kids are doing these acts of well, domestic right. terrorism yeah. because, you know, they're also exposed to uh, violent movies and, you right. know, violent songs and whatever, which is true. But mm-hmm. I think it's an entirely different artistic experience when you're immersed in that. Like when you, because yeah. you're when not you watching. you think you're the shooter. Yeah, because you're not telling, you're not controlling John Wick into like shooting a bunch of t- people and being them well, up. Well, let's, we're going to talk more we'll about that. Let's that. pause yeah. that, but we're going to come back to it. Because um, I'm going to talk about some of the more infamous oh, right, right, gamers right, right. Yes. who yeah, cause yeah, problems. Yeah. But I want to talk a little bit more about all the money that's on the table and some more about uh, the lawsuits that have gone into it. So that have come out of uh, gaming. So one that's ongoing right now is uh, FaZe Banks, who we mentioned. Right. Uh, FaZe Clan is being sued by one of the players that they had on their, uh, that they acquired for their team named Tifu. Okay. And he's saying that the contract that they brought him in was exploitative. So uh, basically the contract that he was in, 80% of the money that he was making from sponsorships on his YouTube and Twitch streams... Twitch, for those of you who don't know, it's a lot of people tune into Twitch purely to watch people play video games. Mm-hmm. So uh, FaZe Clan was uh, taking a huge chunk of their money, and he had said on a stream, like, it's really not worth it, like, what they're doing for me versus the amount of money that they're getting. Uh, and then uh, FaZe Banks has put out this... 21-minute-long... Um, uh, 21-minute-long oh, video that I watched, and he doesn't him. make a single point in there. <laughs> he says, well, we've only taken $60,000 from him so far as our cut as, like, being of his, his okay. platform. I don't know what you call it. As being his team that supposedly has benefits that exposes you to a wider okay. audience. Whatever. Um, but, uh, but, um, but the idea is, uh, he does, he never disputes that the contract is exploitative or that <laughs> right. it has these exploitative <laughs> right. terms in it. He's just like, dude, I thought of you as like family yeah, and you yeah, could have yeah. come to me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, phase <laughs> it doesn't change what the contract <laughs> says, honey. How old is Tifu? 20. I, yeah. So I, the Maybe. interesting thing with that video, and I think FaZe Banks specifically, is that <laughs> when a celebrity, like an action, not like, yeah, okay. So I would say when a celebrity outside of the YouTube sphere gets in trouble, they do the infamous iPhone notes apology, okay. which is like a screenshot <laughs> of like a very quick and dashed yes. off. I'm sorry. I'm growing. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but the 
other side of this on the YouTube aspect is they go the complete other way. And these they launch into these like 21 minute long Mia culpas that almost like over apologizes, but yeah. also nothing, nothing is really said. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it kind of yeah. like it's like it's like you were saying, though, it's kind of like his legal defense is like the the we were boys defense and we yeah. were family. And like, why yeah. would you ever think I could like turn my back on my yeah. family? <laughs> yeah. I got my fucking I got your fucking name tattooed to me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, how yeah. stupid does that make me look? He got his name tattooed? He did get the word Tifu. Yeah, he got code Tifu. But this person's name is Tanner, but his like online persona's name is Tifu. And so he got that uh, tattooed to him, which is not a legal defense. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried that in the court of law. I've said, your name is tattooed on me. Your Honor. Your Honor, look at my ass tattoo. Look at my ass tattoo. It says Molly, and somehow she's still screwing me over. (laughs) But this is what happens, I think, when a new industry is, you know, a new industry forms. Its leader is people like FaZe Banks. <laughs> it's like who a are fucking like idiot. Kind of idiots, but like probably malicious people in their own right. And like to FaZe Banks' credit, like he he built a very successful brand. Yeah. And I think in order to build something like that, you have to have a level of drive and a complete manipulation, nar- manipulation mm-hmm. and narcissism. And it kind of reminds me of the expletive contracts from like Motown and Barry right. Gordy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, a, a new industry that you know, if you think back to like the Mark Zuckerberg trials and, you know, the senators were asking like, well, how do I log into Facebook? <laughs> yeah. And, like, and yeah. you're telling me that you can post photos like the people who would have control over this regulation have no, no idea. idea. Like, God, if yeah. it takes this long to tell Katie what a trick shot is, like imagine like any real regulation going into this space. Yeah, no, that's such a that's such a good point. It also made me think of like you hear about these horrible NFL or whatever professional sports. You yeah. hear about these like eighteen year olds who get hired, and then it's like, oh, he had no idea what money was. <laughs> no, like, it's all it's terrible. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. But I love what you said about um, the dominant <laughs> personalities in uh, video in gaming now are uh, are phase banks on the one hand, and then you also have. Ninja is a very well-known personality and you describe them it's like FaZe Bank is like the sleaze bag and then you have Ninja who's kind of the altar boy of the gaming community okay. as a whole and he's very uh he's he's very uh what's the word it's like I would say he's mo- he's mommy's first like streamer so <laughs> yeah. like so yeah. so like when you're if you're like mommy's eight if you're streamer. like eight years old and like you're your kid is watching Ninja, who your kid is probably watching Ninja. He's like, you know, kind of like eccentric, you know, with the blue hair and like kind blue of screaming. Blue hair? What's up? What's going on with exactly, that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a mom would watch that and be like, well, he's watching Ninja. You know? <laughs> ben just made the most offensive mom face I've ever seen. It was very good. <laughs> I was like, mom? <laughs> But yeah, uh, he tweeted, you sent me a tweet <laughs> that Ninja made, said, before you guys retweet some porn tweet or naked girl, think about your future wife or job. Oh, <laughs> Which some is, porn tweet. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's it's very like. Sanctimonious. Yeah, it's yeah. goody two shoes, I think, in <laughs> an almost too sincere way where it's yeah. like they do care about their subscribers. One thing that's interesting about uh, Twitch and I think the gaming community as a whole is they're constantly thinking of the people who watch their stuff. 
in yeah. a way that like you'll go to a concert and then like Ariana Grande or whoever will be like, thank you guys so much. You all mean the world to me. But like that's kind of the extent of it. Again, when you're streaming for hours and hours on end and you're mm-hmm. sick and tired of talking about yourself. You're just like, I love you all. Just, yeah, totally. And like you see it with like, you know, like the the e-girl personalities do, do this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how like dangerous parasocial relationships form, which yeah. again, as we traipse into the world of disgusting men. Um, <laughs> as we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> As is, as is the path of uh, yeah no yeah, um, but like that's that's how those relationships are formed. I think is like a lot of like um, yeah sincere like constant adoration for your anonymous ghosts of fan base. Yeah, it's very creepy to me. I know a lot of YouTubers who do that, where they yeah. always end up like, "I love you guys so much. Like you made it possible for me yeah. to vacation in Aruba," and it's like and they're like, "I'm only telling you this." It's obviously streaming <laughs> yeah. to how many people, but yeah, and it's like you can tell how for you know as an adult you know what's happening, but as a nine year old, like wow, you, they you're care. Like, they love Ugh, me. We're friends. Sad. We're real friends. We're real friends. It's like how adults yeah. treat podcasts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. We also, by the way, love you guys. We love you guys. We love yeah, you guys. Right. <laughs> Leave us a review on iTunes confirming that we're friends. In Friends in real life. Um, but yeah, so uh, so t- I wanted to also touch on, I want to talk more about parasocial relationships, but I also wanted to talk about the criticism that I remember sort of sticking out to me. It seems like video games went through kind of a growing pains, like in 2014, yeah. 2015, which is when we saw the rise of Gamergate. Yes. And uh, a lot of that came out of the uh, one feminist critic of video games, whose name a lot of you will probably recognize, Anita Sarkeesian, whose name comes up all over and over when it comes to like this trope of girls versus video games. <laughs> um, she made she made a Kickstarter campaign to uh, start a series of YouTube videos that was called Tropes versus Women in Video Games in 2012, and her videos are sort of. Um, uh, sort of like very paint by the numbers, very sort of expected uh, critiques mm-hmm. um, where it talks a lot about like I watched one video called Strategic Butt Coverings where it points out that the um, butts of female characters in video games are always like very emphasized and like as a player, your point of view is often like looking at a female butts. butt. If there's a female character in the video game at all. Whereas male characters in video games always... No butt. No butt. (laughs) (laughs) It's like covered by a cape or a tunic. Ah. Or or you're sort of positioned as a player where everything is above the waist and you don't even know that he has a butt. Yeah. I mean... I I love this. (laughs) She showed us an example. She was like, look, if you go to this Batman video game, like even if you try to look at Batman's butt, he like keeps turning where it's like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Yeah, you can't see it. What? There's no butt here. Don't look. Um, And it is very funny. That is funny. (laughs) But it's also like, uh, well, uh, my first impression watching this video was like, Anita, like the people playing these games are like 18 to 24 year old men. Of course it's going to cater 
cater to that point of view. Sure. Like a lot of porn doesn't appeal to women because it's catering to that point of view. And so like as a woman, you watch an average porn and you think, I can't really see myself in this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really relate to any of the women who are, <laughs> who are in this. Involved. Yeah. And so it's like, well, who I sort of came away from that, like, who cares? Yeah, but, but then, yeah. but then, oh my God. So in preparation for this. I watched, I was trying to find the phrase, uh, where the phrase gamer girl go home came from. Because I'd heard of this and there's, you know, it's sort of known that there's a lot of animosity towards girls who play games. And so I came upon this 2015 episode of Law and Order that's about a female gaming developer and um, there's this female gamer who's like at a conference and this mean gamer boy is like gamer girl go home and I think that's where it started and then it, it, the plot is this gamer this game developer is kidnapped by these evil gamers who uh, want to punish her for being involved in video games and I was like well, ripped from the headlines like when did this happen um, but it turns out Anita Sarkeesian, this it kind of is loosely based on this real thing that happened to Anita Sarkeesian where she uh, she was given uh, an award um, by the uh, the, an, the ambassador award from the Gamer Developer Choice uh, Gamer Developer Choice Award in 2014. And uh, someone sent an email saying that they were going to bomb the award ceremony yeah. because Anita Sarkeesian got <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so there was just like this horribly like misogynistic outpouring from the gamer community. Like they were making these like she was getting death and rape threats all the time. Someone made an animation where you could punch Anita in the face and like see her face get bruised. Uh, I went to find it to see if that still existed. And uh, there's like... um, there's now it's like uh, it, that that's taken down, but there's like a tombstone with the inscription. Uh, Anita has not only sca- scammed thousands of people out of over $160,000, referring to the money that she raised for her YouTube video series, okay. but also uses the excuse that she is a woman to get away with whatever she damn well pleases. <laughs> she claims to want gender equality in video games, but in reality, she just wants to use the fact that she was born with a vagina to get free money and sympathy from everyone who crosses her path. And from what I read, that was sort of... The general consensus of a lot of <laughs> of a lot of the gaming community. Wow, I would yeah. love free money and sympathy. Yeah, yet doesn't come across. Well, I think that, and I, again, I, earlier in the show, Ben, we were, defend your people. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, first won't. of all, first of all, she's wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, like this is where I think. Um, I said earlier about how the world of gaming is so like vast at this point and like every, it's in every household. So I think everyone touches it to some degree. But like, yeah, this is the community that you hear a lot about. And it's for reasons like this, where a completely milk toast and like, yeah, kind of at this point, commonplace critique of video games. Like, yeah, women were scan scan or scantily clad in video right. games. Like that's not yeah. necessarily novel or like, yeah, she no. points out that like a lot of female gear also that they're like wearing basically lingerie, whereas like the male characters wear armor. It's like lingerie is an armor, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, no. well, a lot of the people who develop these games are men, like the same yeah. way that like 
art has failed women in the past in every medium. <laughs> right. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Okay. So like that's, that's the other thing. True. It's like the uh, yeah. All of art history. You could make this. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, yeah. Most of art history was just Italian men saying like, "I want more boobs on this wall. Yeah. How can we make that happen?" Oh, we'll say that it's Venus. I think women lay around like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like outside of like God or like biblical figures, like they're not that many naked men in Italian. Yeah. In fact, they're often, you know, with the puffiest like yeah. Renaissance wear that you can imagine. Like, I, Yeah. Well, there are a fair amount of uh, Davids, new Davids, just to like stand up for. She <laughs> is an art historian, as we so, all know. Yeah. But yeah, it is very much like the male gaze is being catered to. Through, and then it's like shows like Game of Thrones where it's like, oh, my God, the amount of like Boobs. female nudity and the, frankly rape that goes oh, on yeah. in that show. And I just don't hear like the same like a feminist critique of Game of no. Thrones. And it's like. Why not? But it did. But then just the backlash that she got, she and uh, another um, female game developer, um, uh, Brianna Wu, Brianna Wu. And then there was also Zoe Quinn, Quinn mm-hmm. who made Depression Quest. And someone started her ex started a rumor that she had slept with a journalist at a popular gaming website called Kotaku. Um, to uh, just to get positive reviews of depression game. And so that was basically and then oh. it was. Alec Baldwin's brother, a <gasps> lesser one? Baldwin. I don't remember. There's five of them. Well, <laughs> I hope it was Billy Baldwin because no. he is the most famous alumni of Binghamton University. Oh. So anytime he gets in the news, where I went to school, so anytime it's him and Flo, the progressive girl. So I anytime <laughs> any of them get in the news, I'm, I'm, I'm totally awesome. Yeah. It wasn't Billy. I think Andrew, I don't know, began, began with an A. Another, so uh, one Baldwin retweeted um, this idea that Zoe Quinn was part of this um, women just, you know, walking all over men and just uh. getting what they want because they have vaginas. And uh, that's where the whole Gamergate, I think he coined the phrase Gamergate, if I'm A not Baldwin? mistaken. A Baldwin, yeah. I think I think it might have been the the ex boyfriend who accused her. Oh, maybe. right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the ex boyfriend accusing yeah. her, but it was him. Prom- it was the Baldwin who promoted this idea, and I think he first used the phrase Crazy. "gamer gay." And then there there are there are personalities like uh, Red Steez on Twitter. I think his name is Stephen Miller and Ian Miles Chong on Twitter, who uh, I think were the kind of the charge against female gamers, which again, like is so is so silly because yeah. she doesn't even say anything like that offensive like yeah. she doesn't i think that those videos are more just like kind of comic above right. it kind of critiques where like yeah she's just po- she's poking fun with like not even that much animosity or like yeah and it's a kind of thing where it's like uh, you watch these and you think like, well, yeah, it stands to reason that when there's a bigger audience for video games among women, which now I read in Marie Claire that now it is about even the amount of women oh. who play video games. Um, obviously, there's going to be um, a more uh, of a, more of a female perspective represented in video games. And it seems like, so I also wanted to mention, so Anita, Brianna Wu, Zoe Quinn, all of these women were doxxed to the point where like they had to leave their homes. Holy and, like, shit. Were, had received uh, death threats constantly. So it's like, it's just, it's the thing of like, if you or I saw their criticisms, like I said before. It's innocuous. It's innocuous. Yeah. But then you see like the misogyny really jumps out yeah. when, uh, when you see 
see like the backlash they received yeah. for their like tiny little. That's what gave it me. weight was yeah. the reaction. Yeah. And I would even add that it's unrepentant too because the people yeah. who are doxing them, I mean, outside of the Baldwin, I mean, but like <laughs> the people who are taking the charge and sort of like coordinating this harassment are anonymous basement gamers. Like it's right. the black pilled people that we were talking about before that I think are like very linked to like incel culture yes. and like like yeah. it's kind of impossible to separate those two things after a point because yeah. they make it so obvious yeah that like the reason God, that they're yeah. able to go after like internet harass is because there's no like outside of getting reported and like banned right, on well, twitter like them. yeah they'll just make another account right like, it's kind of silly to think right? that there's yeah. any real punitive action that can be taken against someone who um makes like veiled online threats makes veiled yeah. online threats yeah, yeah cowards yeah so that baldwin though grow up yeah i can't wait to find out which one i'm gonna i looked up their names none of them begin with an a but alec oh really okay steven daniel what is, and whatever but like what a, what an also like odd like thing to stick your neck <laughs> out in like yeah. the middle of the 2010s right yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but it seems like okay so since strange. then so if you look at um if you look at the feminist frequency that was anita sarkeesian's okay. uh youtube channel if you look at it now she's sort of moved into more general criticism and uh, talking more about movies and tv shows and uh, she isn't making as many of the, or she, I think, has totally moved on from that original video series. And she said in a Polygon retrospective, it, retrospective in, from last year, uh, what I was putting forth was not radical at all. For some reason, people's minds were blow blown by me saying, hey, let's not treat women like shit. Um, and now it seems, but it seems like now, as I said, like the number of female gamers has grown. Do you feel... In your, from your perspective as a gamer, do you feel like there has been sort of a sea change and there is less of this hostility towards the idea of feminists? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, well, first of all, I think that the reason that there is such a backlash among the male gamers is because their only real, I would say, exposure to women are their moms which is like a little wow. bit mean but like i think a lot of these like guys who like spend hours and hours playing games that aren't professional twitch streamers like are kind of doted on by like the central woman figure in their life so when they have someone like even scold them mildly and yeah. they have the opportunity to yeah. lash out in like a bombastic way like like I think about like Cartman and his mom almost about the way right. that like Cartman's mom is almost like a completely docile woman that still gets her son scorned. I think that exists in the gaming community in spades. Yeah. So when you have someone like articulately and like kind of like above it all, like deride your gaming culture in a way that makes you feel a little bit embarrassed, you double down and act even angrier freak about it. Freak you, you freak the, the fuck, fuck out. out. Um, as far as there being more women in games, absolutely. I think there's a lot of money to be made in it to be a female gamer. Oh, um, yeah. Just like kind of in the exploitive way. And I'm not saying that's anyone's fault that parasocial relationships happen, but like yeah. you do get those guys that like... I know more about that. Let's talk about Twitch Could thoughts. Could we? Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Twitch thoughts, definitely. Could we? So thought, again, boomer community, thought stands for that hoe over there. Over there. Um, so over on, where you have <laughs> on Twitch. Twitch. So on Twitch, there are a lot of um, women who are saying, you know what? Not only am I going to game, I'm going to game and be very cute as I game. 
and uh, attract a large male audience, a large male following to yeah. my Twitch streams. Uh, sometimes there's some uh, a- a- some co- a da- dancing up, like a d- sorry, dancing up, dancing up, <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Molly, and what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> dressing up like a, an anime character, like doing a cosplay some kind of sexy yeah. cosplay that yeah. really, again, very much caters to a certain nerdy male point of view. Sure. Um. So. Uh, a lot of them are like you're saying parasocial relationships. Yeah, and like also get that money, girl. Like, oh, yeah. you know I love it. Yeah, yeah. completely. I <laughs> no mean, one like, supports it more than me. Yeah, I, I think it's a great like democratic way almost to make capital work for you. Like if there's a market for you know horny men that want to see you dress up as like sexy Princess Peach, dress up dress like, up as sexy by, Princess by all Peach. means. Like you'll again make more money than being a creative director at Vice or whatever. So my go. sister is a very successful cosplayer. <laughs> Wait, um, what? <laughs> she is. I'll show you. Um, we actually should have her on for a cosplay episode. Yeah. Side note. Um, so, I, yeah. And I'm like, do you play these games? She's like, eh, sometimes. But she's just like dressed. I mean, may, who cares? Totally Wait, make that money. So she, is she doing that like on a cam? Like an she, OnlyFans oh, yeah. type thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, I, so, yeah. I mean, like, I think like the parasocial, the interesting thing about these parasocial relationships too is that like you'll get less guys who are like, go home, log off forever, like burn your computer. But you will get guys who, and I've never, I've rarely seen this before on a male gaming channel, but will kind of like backseat game. Like Like tell her what to do. Like, like, hey, Zoe, like maybe try pressing Q a little bit earlier next time. (laughs) But like, we'll also like kind of shroud that, shroud that in like these like weird, like, very like PG compliments that are like, like wow you did a really great job back there but yeah, like next time <laughs> which is like really funny to me because like oh a, a lot of this these this man can even probably shave his own face but he's gonna tell her how to play yeah, some so, sort of but game. like these are kind of the men who are um, I would say like the Reddit community incels without hate yeah. who like Probably like don't have that many relationships with women. Okay, like, in real Ben, life. we had you on this po- on this podcast because we thought you were gonna like stand up for them, no, but you're just saying better. all the stuff that I would say. But thank you, it's very. I came I came ready to play. I listened to you. I know. Yeah, I, I knew what I was getting into. I mean, no, I mean, I can't I I can't take the devil's advocate here because I'm sure that a lot of the a lot of the people who like are commenting or are on like parasocial relationships like have anxiety or have like social yeah. issues yeah. where like, they yeah. couldn't the same guys that like join the mystery house that like don't really know what is that the mystery house oh, uh, mystery from the game of, of from the game from the game mystery's house yeah go back and listen to our episode about the game and neil strauss if uh, you haven't a book that i've read <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah there's a venn diagram to, to, to be had there <laughs> so wait um, the relationships do they they're only online so, between these yes, folks. Yes. Yeah. I want to so, know about that. So Twitch stuff. streamers get do- donations. And some of oh. the very attractive women get huge donations. Just like oh. we talked about in a mukbang episode. A hot lady does anything in and front of a like camera. And it's like throw money And it's like her. give her a bunch of money. 100%. So my favorite scandal <gasps> to come out of this. It's not that interesting. Um, so it's a Twitch streamer who goes by Amaranth. And uh, she had a YouTube um, video made about her by a channel called L of the Day, where this guy exposed her as being married 
Oh. And you might say, who cares? Yeah. Well, she had <laughs> been... I did say that. <laughs> I, I said that in my head. We all motioned, who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what you need to know about Amaranth is that she is one of these very sexy um, uh, streamers. And she's um, she does portray herself as being single. Like, she does not mention her husband. husband, And she, in fact, I think had made statements saying that she was, like I'm in fact, single. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and she's, has. Uh, I saw, uh, she has gotten single donations of as much as $13,000. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so, and Wait, I, saw, I saw a YouTube comment. Um, on this guy's videos exposing her saying imagine having to explain you spent $13,000 not on a college tuition not on yearly apartment rent but on a stranger who thanks you and forgets you after she turns off the stream LMAO and so there was this sense of indignation uh, among the gaming community of like how dare she come off a single but it's that thing of like okay if you're a man and you want to give away a ton of money to the sexy lady online that's your business right but it's like uh uh you have are you really do you really think that you're gonna create a relationship with they her do. yeah totally and i think they that's do the think problem that. yeah. and it's like well that's their problem that they have that delusion but she was cultivating the sense that she is single so she must know that to some extent oh, oh yeah, yeah she i'm sure she was playing it to yeah. get the money so a lot of people are you know yeah. Porn stars are often married. Sorry to break it to everyone on here. <laughs> what? But... <laughs> Sorry to say. Don't you talk about Ben's girlfriend like that. <laughs> yeah, that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> so, okay, so you say that, but you're not the one who's $13,000 no, out. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, Look, like, you're right. I think there is this, um, the, there is this probably this, like, sense of betrayal from learning that she's married and it's almost comes out as like this how could you do this to me thing (laughs) where it's there's like no because in these men's lives um or women uh whoever is getting these sort of parasocial bonds formed and it's so one way that person only exists in the sphere of entertaining you and like delighting you and like kind of flirting with you in a way yeah and when you watch like this stream you're probably alone in or you're like me and my roommates who watch it for fun but like (laughs) you're probably alone when you make that thirteen thousand dollar donation to an (laughs) e-girl so and she is alone when she vlogs Mm -hmm. so in a way it does come off as like a skype chat yeah where like she gives everyone like a little bit of personal time and the way to kind of get the most out of that personal time is with a bigger and bigger donation. So instead of getting a, oh, thanks, Ben, for the $5 donation, you get, oh, my God, guys, I just got $13,000 from right. um, Denali Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He would, yeah. Denali Farrell is a close personal friend of Ben's. <laughs> He's my co-host on Without Warning. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there is a way again it comes down to the fact that a lot of these men don't have like actual you know real relationships and the ones that do like i'm sure there are a ton of married men and like otherwise successful men who enjoy the parasocial relationship and enjoy the e-girl aspect and like kind of like well this fantasy of what a woman can be is being built for me i wouldn't want to shatter it by meeting her in real life yeah now that I have like this wife or this girlfriend who is nuanced and complicated and challenges me, why would I want to 
learn and grow when I can just constantly be enamored by the smiling woman on my yeah. computer screen. Yeah. It's very sad, but in a way, I'm glad that they sort of had that illusion shattered for them. Yeah. Um, but the fallout for this for Amaranth, I read an article uh, from The Verge where they talked about where Amaranth talks about since that video is released, exposing her as a married woman. Uh, she says that I've had seven unsolicited food deliveries oh, in no. parentheses, <laughs> a popular way to harass streamers. Is it? Yeah. 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 How do they know where you live? Exactly. Very threatening. Very that spooky. Is scary. Well, the spookiest one Ooh. is um, called the, the spookiest form of harassment is called swatting. Did you guys pick no, up on what swatting? Is they that? talk about that in the Law and Order SVU episode. What is swatting? So swatting is when you have beef with someone online and then you call the FBI and say that that streamer is a terrorist or whatever. Oh my so God. a SWAT pedophile, team comes yeah. to their home or a pedophile may have child porn. And a SWAT team comes to their house and, like, investigates them. Yeah. Has the FBI picked up on this at all? That they should maybe do a little research before they go to well, people's you, I, houses? You kind of have to investigate every bomb <laughs> yeah. threat, right? Because it's, yeah. so, it's so dramatic to accuse someone of, yeah. like, being a domestic terrorist. Yeah, I'm glad that they err on the side of SWATting. SWAT first, ask <laughs> SWAT questions first. later. Yeah, you know what? You're right. That's my motto. I also don't mind if these... No offense, nerds get arrested for something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then it's, like, very hard to figure. They're very good. They have got, there have been, I don't know their names, but I know that there have been cases where people who have started the swatting have gotten in trouble. But they're, you know, they're dark web people. They know how to hide who they are yeah. and disguise, like, themselves. So the FBI sometimes has trouble figuring out, like, who is it that did this swatting, this false and There's malicious There's just got to be a cooler way to use their talent <laughs> is all I'm going to say. You know? Now, yeah, gamers, if you're listening, if you take be, away one, do thing, one cool thing. Swat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't swat me, but yeah. So we've kind of been dancing around this concept that gamers uh, have kind of a dark uh, persona in the popular imagination, and uh, a lot of that, let's be honest, is because some of the really famous um, murderers. And shooters, school shooters who yeah. have been tied to video games. So I wanted to um, talk a little bit about that. Um, and Ben, you said something interesting when we were talking about this before. Um, you were saying that you don't think that the, that video games really do promote violence, which I think is a very um, – I agree with you, just to flip over all the cards. Like I think – well, just to, just to dive into it. Um, one of the most infamous, of course, was the uh, Columbine, Columbine shooters. Guys, yeah. uh, Eric Harris uh, played Doom. Do you know what Doom is? Yeah, Doom is like an, like one of the first arcade first-person shooters. Right. Uh, right. So like the. So this wouldn't have been like a very realistic game. It would have been like Pac-Man level. No, you're shooting level. like yeah. You're shooting like aliens. You yeah. Know, like you're, you're. It's it's like the movie Alien almost. Yeah. Um, that was like the first. I think though. That the combine shooting is so interesting, right? Because it is doomed, but it also like Marilyn Manson was brought up as like a possible like right. spook, and I think that it's one of those. And I it's weird because I don't I don't know what this generation's version of it is, but like it's one of those um, an item of 
pop culture that the older generation quite doesn't understand yes. being conflated into something satanic, right. like in the way the 80s. That, I was going to say satanic panic, all this shit. Like Dungeons and yeah. Dragons were like a satanic thing. And again, mm. this is something that repeats itself through history. I'm trying to figure out what that would be. I don't know, probably astrology. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for an upcoming episode about I only astrology. kill Libras. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean... I. It's tough because I think that it's a fundamental misunderstanding of like, oh, well, yeah. they're learning shooting from a very young age, which fine. Right. And but they learn that from like, you know, movies and TV anyway. But I think it's a combination of that um, jaded, like kind of introduction to violence quickly and frequently, plus the community that you meet online, which is again is yeah. anonymous and which oftentimes, wouldn't have been with the Columbine people, which wouldn't have no, been with the Columbine people. Early. I mean, like. That's too early, but I think now as like where there's a like unfortunately a mass shooting every week and it's always being the first question is always, was this person a gamer? The answer is probably yes, but the answer is probably also everybody's a gamer. Everyone's a gamer. Yeah. yeah and everyone watches violent movies. And yeah. like there's I actually agree with you guys. I yeah. know maybe it seemed like I wouldn't. I'm I'm of a Ellie Not So Confidential should do this, by the way. Yeah. But I They think, did do a Columbine. Oh, they did. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about gaming specifically. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Have me on. Yeah, they're great. Um, I think that just playing violent games is not going to make you violent. But it's like I also probably won't let my kids play violent games just because I think it's gross. Yeah, I think that there's something to you know be said I mean? for not being a nerd to that kind of thing at yeah. a young age. Sure. But uh, so I also read, this was interesting, that there was a rumor going around that a lot of people still believe that um, Eric Harris was making his own levels in Doom. Oh. And that he was making, he was designing it to look like the layout of his school to like practice, which is not true. Yeah, that doesn't sound true. It's very difficult for a high <laughs> school really student hard. to do that. Yeah. 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 yeah no. So according to Snopes, that's not true. But um, so uh, this kind of uh, in this inspired a 2005 indie game called Super Columbine Massacre RPG. See, I just don't love that. I No one loved it. <laughs> I just um, don't love it. then, so from that, uh, there was, uh, in 2006, there was the Dawson College shooting where 25-year-old Kim Veer Gill shot 19 people and killed one woman. And he had talked about on his blog this game, uh, Super Columbine Massacre. And so people were like, aha. Right. So that was one of the, uh, that was one of the earlier examples I found of people saying, aha, video games and mass shootings. Have made but let's, this. let's remember that mass shootings, you talked about this in our My Favorite Murder episode. What was the first school shooting? It was a girl? Oh, yeah. Of course. Before I don't remember. Before 80s. Her name. Yeah. Before video games. So. And there was a girl. Yeah. Another um, famous uh, instance of this, um, there was uh, the, the guy in Norway, uh, Anders Breivik, who uh, in 2011, he detonated a bomb in central Oslo that killed eight people and then shot and killed 69 people attending a youth summer camp. Um, And so but he was like a nationalist and he had said that his attacks were as part of um, a protest against the Islamicization, according to him, of Norway. Uh, And then it came out that he was a big time gamer and people asked him like World of Warcraft. Is that, did it do did it? Did that do it? And he was like, no, why are you asking no. me about that? But he did say that Call of Duty, he said that that was useful as a way of practicing 
she no, that makes sense. It seems useful, but it doesn't seem like it's going to turn you into something you're right? not. But it this, doesn't this, turn you into something you're not. I would even say, though, the thing with I, I, I almost think that's a little bit of a joke because like shooting someone in Call of Duty and shooting someone in real life outside of like the intense moral pressure that's on you to take a human life is physically very difficult <laughs> to like if you like are just picking up like an AR, it's very difficult to like actually learn how to use it correctly. I would imagine. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's like, a fair point. Look, it's not easy to use a gun. I have fired a gun in a shooting range yeah. and it sucks. I did too and I cried right after. I really <laughs> did. I was like, this is awful. really not fun. Yeah. I mean like it's <laughs> it sucks. I think that like in the the case of a mass shooting, um when you're in something like a school or a congested like Jason Aldean concert there's enough people where if you kind of shoot wherever, you're going to hit something. But, like, I don't think a lot of those people could hit, like, an isolated moving target right. in, like, combat, for example. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, like, do it, like, you know, like, a cop chasing, like, a, a perp, for example. Like, I don't think that they would... It's not like they teach shootings. They don't make, like, the police play Call of Duty to, like, learn how to aim better. No. Like, Yeah. Thank God. Um, yeah. So, speaking of... Um, Cops. Um, there, Devin Moore uh, is a young man who was a gay, a grand theft theft auto enthusiast who went on a rampage where he did kill a man, stole his car. The police pulled him over on suspicion of stealing a car, and then he killed both police officers. <gasps> and then uh, the arresting officer said, uh, supposedly, I've seen it reported multiple outlets that he supposedly told one of the police officers who finally did arrest him, "Life is a video game. You gotta die sometime." And he was sentenced to death in 2005. I think he's still on death row. But it's that, so, so his, uh, so I forget if this was his attorney or just attorney, an attorney who got involved is Jack Thompson, who's a really famous in the, in this world of claiming that video games cause violence. And uh, he said, and attorney Jack Thompson has had a long career of protesting like porn and rap music. He's just a real, just a real no fun type of guy. <laughs> um, but he said about this case, he said, what we're saying is that Devin Moore was, in effect, trained to do what he did. He was given a murder simulator. Talking about Grand Theft Auto. Sure. Now, I play Grand Theft Auto. So have I. It's not really a murder simulator. You can do anything in Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is one that I also was horrified when I found out, like, you can kill a prostitute. Yes, you can take have sex money. with a sex worker and then uh, kill her and then take the money back. Yeah. Like that's but not that's great. one option of many. When I played, I would do everything I could to not get in any trouble. Yeah, I, I would just yeah. gently drive I, around. Me too. I, just, I just drove. I, I was like, I want to shot. Like I was just like a cutesy play. It was beautiful to play. Yeah, no, there's some of them. Like the one where they're in L.A. It's very lovely. It's very you can, lovely. You can, they have like flying lotus on the and radio. You can, yeah, you can you listen can just to the radio. Crank the radio. That was just me and pretending just to be a teenager. I was like, I just want to drive. But yes. that was it. So yeah, it's also I, a teenage simulator. I think that this. It's the same thing of like when people say so like mental illness is something that comes up a lot in court cases where it's like or really bad childhoods. Yes. And the uh, standard of of that being um, a a factor that matters like you have to be so mentally ill that if a cop was standing next to you, you would have done the same thing. And like you have to be completely detached from any form of yeah. reality. So and I think that with video games, it's a similar thing. It's like you can't 
can't prove that someone, there are plenty of people who play video games, violent video games, from the time they're young and would never kill anybody. So you can't say. I feel right. like that's such. Ben, you'd never kill right? us. Ben, 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 ben. you'd never kill us. I ben, would ne- what's up? I would, I would never kill you guys. I would never, I would never treat He's you. He's hitting us. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I think that's right. And I think also, like, the way that he gets pulled over and kind of, or gets arrested and then kind of poeticizes life is but a video game is sort of, like, more a testament to, like... That it's not about video games. People people are, are more concerned, I think, with a uh, an entry into the American myth of, like, violence okay. and, like, kind of, like, making themselves, like, a hero. And I think that when video games are so important and it does have like, you know, a little bit of uh, obviously like a nihilistic violent streak in Grand Theft Auto that like, this is just the way that I'm going to be a narcissist and have the world remember me as being the video game shooter. And like, I think that you can kind of poeticize that about anything, right? Like I think anyone who like like wants to be a famous like shooter in that way, sort of like the mad dog killer or anyone who went on a killing spree in like Mm -hmm. the fifties or sixties, like, yeah, they just want to be poeticized and like remembered for that exact quote. I think that uh, b- bottom line, my takeaway from all that was uh, video games don't kill people. Testosterone kills people. Rock yeah, on. completely. I mean, like that is every every sort of disease that we've <laughs> nice. <laughs> Katie and I I'm were hanging each ten. other rock on hands motions. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think that like every and, you know, when you said earlier that you kind of hope that I would stand up for gaming, I am standing up for gaming because I love it. It's a ton of fun. And like I've um, I've been I've been invited to a wedding from someone who I met playing video games. Aww, like, oh, my God. It is like a nice way to meet people. And I want the community to do better. Like I don't want wow. the, this is good. I don't want the vision of a gamer to be like you know, some black-pilled shitty nerd that, like, spends their time trying to ruin Brianna Wu's life. I want it to be people like me who are constantly hooking up with hot girls. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of Super smart and funny, yeah. (laughs) I wish there were more gamers like you. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) No, I mean, but, like, that's true. I think that's my overall thesis is that, like, any art form, it should be treated with respect and, like, excitement enthusiasm and you know the games that i like to play which are like the innocent kind of like the most you're doing is like hitting a goblin with your sword (laughs) speaking for the goblin community i find that pretty (laughs) offensive i don't know i mean like i uh yeah I, i just i just want gamers to do better i want them to you know have fun in a very like nice Aww. cute you know way what? that's a beautiful wrap up you know you have your hot kyle and we have our hot ben oh, yeah, thanks, really we're all putting our hands the in way. the middle <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys good night go home gamer girl Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start Just because we use cheats doesn't mean we're not smart I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else But you are always trying to keep it real I'm in love with how you feel I don't see what anyone